That is non-negotiable. There is there there is no reason to discuss it. CatsCorner.com podcast, CatsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CatsCorner.com, coming to you live from the palatial Franklin States in the west end of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, July the seventh. Um, one of the one of your 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 co-hosts said just moments ago off air that we are in the doldrums, and we certainly are in the doldrums. Um, July though is at least close to August, which means that football is at least somewhat around the corner, and uh, soon we will start kicking that piece into high gear. Um, it won't be that long before we're doing some countdowns and, you know, looking ahead to, um, camp and following some storylines and things like that. But for now the off season reigns, uh, and we, uh, we're going to do our best to get you <laughs> to the other side. Uh, before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody first up in Fishersville. David Spence is back on the show. How's it going, my friend? Well, I'm pretty good. I got a little too much sun this weekend, so. If my voice is different, it's because I'm trying not to let my shoulders touch the chair I'm in. Um, but yeah, <laughs> little aloe. No, I'll be all right. Who days on the board at Who days in Twitter? That is by far the best intro uh, you've ever brought done. Brought to you by Aloe Vera. <laughs> right? Yeah. Speaking of name, image, and likeness, uh, up in Loudon, staff writer Justin Ferber is also back on the program. What's going on, my dude? Oh, I'm good. Um, I, I, you know, I'm proud to announce my first sponsorship. Oh. Um, I feel like we need a breaking news jingle or something. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I couldn't think of I couldn't think of anything. I Is it Alexa? Did Alexa sponsor you? No. Hey man, don't say that. Don't say that because if people are listening to this, like the thing will go off. Don't do that. That's a big yeah, no no in the podcast world. Yeah, that's true. You can't say like I was talking to the other day and I said, Hey, you know, and then it'll You're supposed start to say doing, dingus. Yeah. You're supposed to say, Hey dingus. And therefore, yeah. I'm gonna say it again, and then you say subscribe to Cat Corner Podcast. Right? <laughs> well, in case in case anybody that Sorry. in case anybody that you know my mysterious day job is listening, then you know I better stop talking about this. Actually, oh wow, um, you know that's a good point. I had not thought about. Yeah, people of, do listen though. I mean, you'd be surprised. You'd be um, surprised at who listens to the podcast, Justin. Yeah, just saying. At Justin at Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. And Cap's going to smash that subscribe, hit that like <laughs> button. <laughs> Smash it. Uh, Cavs Corner on Twitter. Cavs underscore corner. Great place for the in-game updates, the content items, and the occasional witty banter. Um, all right, let's let's re- let's revisit. Speaking of uh, sponsors, let's revisit name, image, and likeness. Um, I, I think in our conversation last week, we we nailed a lot of it. Um, but I, I wonder, as we saw it unfold this past week, where do you think you misjudged how this thing was going to roll out? Uh, I frankly was caught a little flat-footed in the idea that like actual recruiting websites could you know pay players for endorsements or um some sort of um you know some sort of arrangement i i didn't i did not think that was going to be possible so my my bad on that on that front um dave let's start with you as you saw these things work out last over the last week 
and we'll get to the Miami thing in a minute, but um, where do you feel like you got it the most right, and where do you feel like you got it the most wrong? And when I say you, I mean you can you can take it as you, you, or the collective you. You know, you can give us all props if you well, want to. I, mean, I, th- I, mean, I think we're all right. It's going to be crazy when we start with. Now, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to kind of go away as quick as we thought. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if we saw any huge deal. Like I thought we'd see multiple, like just crazy deals for companies. Like, look, it, you knew that first day, any big contracts are going to get mentioned. So you, your doubt, your dollar was going to be worth more on day one. So I really expected to see someone sign like a six, you know, seven figure deal even in the first day, like a Spencer Rattler, someone like that. Um, just so the company who did it would also get the extra free publicity of having every news organization, every sport person, every social media person retweeting their brand name, right? And I mean, we saw that in lesser amounts and because obviously they all wanted to share the information. So some of these companies, I think, got a bargain. Um, I think the, the one thing I got wrong was like, and we kind of joked about it, uh, about some stuff we saw on day one, but it's like, so the whole idea of name image likeness, right, is for the kids to come out and have their moment of glory, not have to go through their university or, you know, be, you know, you know, have to be promoted by the university or, or anything else, you know, their moment in the sun. And to me, the people who got the moment in the sun were the people who chose to offer some sponsorships and, in a, you know, name image likeness deals like, Oh, did the kids really get their moment or did these companies and, and individuals get their moment? Um, so that was kind of something I didn't think about, but yeah, to me, like I can tell you universities, you know, players from, from schools that got deals. But when I think of the big deals we saw, like the Oregon guy, like, I don't think of the kid who got it. I think of who gave it. And when, you know, I don't know if that really betters the, the player. Yeah, it's an interesting sort of situation, right? Because for players who who are signing these deals, at least as of now, there's a lot of like it's it's essentially like social media, like, hey, go check out blah blah blah, right? I think once we get to the season, it's gonna be really interesting to see how advertisers figure out how to make this work. I mean, we talked a little bit about this last week, right? The idea that like the the advertising dollars, um, at certain schools and certainly in some of the smaller markets could be impacted to a certain degree. And I'm curious as to, you know, I feel, I don't think we've gotten close enough to the season yet to really know how that'll play out. There were a lot more, I think Dave, your point about the, the, the size of the deals, I thought there would be a handful of, you know, bigger, um, you know, bigger partnerships, essentially Derek King and, uh, and Rattler seem to be the ones who got the most, I guess the Thibodeau kid, I guess from Oregon, but beyond that, but I wonder though how much of a factor, a function, excuse me, that is of just the lack of stars in college football right now. Like, yep. if if the, if if Trevor Lawrence was was still playing at Clemson and Travis Etienne was still at Clemson, right, and Justin Fields was still at Ohio State, you you can imagine that those three dudes would have a lot of opportunities on the market. And I wonder if some of what we've seen from advertisers is much as is as much about um, just the star power and the relative lack of it, at least as of now, the fun thing is going to be like when a kid starts blowing up and you know, like um, last year with the kid from BYU, you know, if you got several weeks into the season and all of a sudden, 
You know, there's this kid who's caught fire. Not to say that, you know, we, that folks didn't expect that dude to be good. But I'm saying, you know, I didn't expect him to, like, be in the Heisman conversation, at least me personally, right? Advertisers are going to flock to those kids. And that's going to be an interesting sort of, like, oh, are you distracted during the season thing for the old heads, right? Ferber, what do you think? As the, fir- as the, as, as the first week is now behind us, when you look back on it, uh, what, did, what did you think you, you, you expected and what, did, what are you surprised by so far? Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, on the on the whole, I would say it kind of went as I thought it would. I mean, you saw some elite players sign some pretty, like, ho-hum deals. I mean, obviously, there were some exceptions. De'Aaron King signed a deal that was worth, like, $20,000 or something. Um, and that's cool. Good for him. Um, and, and also, I, I believe he was involved. I know there are a few players that were involved in that company that was basically, like, a cameo sort of company where it was, like, you could – you know, directly link up with the players to do sponsorship deals, which was very smart. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it was pretty much uh, what I expected. What I didn't expect was like these like wholesale sort of deals. Um, Like, you know, a certain website that covers UVA did with the whole (laughs) basketball team. Um, Like, yeah, I mean like that kind of stuff, like there's nothing wrong with it. Um, Like kudos to them. I mean, it's pretty smart idea, I guess, but um I didn't see that coming necessarily. I thought it would be more like, oh, the individual star players on each team, you know, would would be able to to get the money. And and yeah, I think Dave's point about um, the brand exposure is probably is correct. I mean, the players do get paid, um, so they're benefiting in that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that it's like, oh, this company's getting in the, involved or this company, you know, whatever. Um, and I mean, as far as UVA is concerned, like it's been kind of quiet. I think like, I don't know, have any football players signed any cause I haven't seen anything from any football players. Um, and we kind of predicted this last week, you know, it would be a little slow at first, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's been, I, I still stand by what I said that, you know, a, a few months from now, a year from now, we probably won't notice these things very much except for, you know, like you said, Brad, like the occasional um, Zion that kind of blows up, and, and gets a big deal or maybe signs his endorsement deal early with like a, a shoe company or something, um, you know, like that sort of stuff. But yeah, I think for the most part, it's been relatively ordinary for me. I mean, you know, um, I, I haven't seen anything that's like, wow, that's going to like change the way I look at the, the sport or anything like that. So um, it is interesting. I, I think that the situation with Miami is sort of interesting and worth kind of keeping an eye on where, you know, a, a booster of theirs basically said he, he just plans to basically pay every player every month yeah. um, on the team. And, and, yeah. and, and if that's allowed, then so be it, whatever. I don't, I don't really care. Um, it it would mean, be interesting to know, like, if it would raise to the level that would, it would change recruiting. I mean, it might for some kids, $500 a month is $6,000 a year, um, which you would, you know, have to pay taxes on. Um, let me let me give some let me be kind of chief summarizer and chief over here and kind of explain what this is if you haven't seen this story so a guy named dan lambert uh from american top team um is a miami fan and booster and he actually started a company all right he started an actual company called bring back the U. um with it and it's essentially designed with name image and likeness in as basically the sole focus and his whole entire goal with the entire company was to take advantage of the new rules and essentially help the players make money. Um, the first deal with it is supposed to be a series of contracts that are worth upwards of $500,000. Um, 
to basically bring every scholarship player from Miami's roster uh, into agreement with American Top Team, which is a um, um, a business that does mixed martial arts. Um, it's like a team and gym thing. Um, it has 40 affiliates. Um, so anyway, proposed contracts, like Ferber said, are you know neighborhood of $500 um, and could amount to a $540,000 deal. So it's not even just 500 grand. It's more than that. Um, what I find super fascinating about this is... I don't like as much as I thought of what, you know, this could mean for players. This is not the thing I expected. Well, let me rephrase. This is not the thing that I would have liked to have seen. Right. I I think it's more than fair for, you know, Kihei Clark to be able to get paid to do a spot for some Charlottesville business. Right. It's more than fair for Spencer Rattler or, um, Derek King, or, you know, if, if if Trevor Lawrence was still in, in the, in the college ranks, you know, for those guys, you know, the Zion type of players to be able to make money um, and for the other guys to be able to do cameo, to be able to, you know, to, to have something right. Lord knows that there's enough like clothing line opportunities for people in this day and age. I mean, there are more clothing lines for players than I literally could ever have imagined. Um, and at the same token, like this though, this is very different. Like this is, this is, the worst this is like the the exact thing that the people who said you shouldn't do this are were worried about right um so it's not I, it's not necessarily that i quote unquote care it's that i do see the ramifications i mean what i also thought was funny is that i read the story in the miami herald about this and the guy is talking about miami like it's like this little podunk place which you know has such a problem keeping up with the joneses and I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, he's describing, you know, Miami not being able to, to keep up with the powerhouse schools. And I'm like, you're Miami, dude. Like, you have South Beach. You have national championships. You're in Florida. Like, what are you talking about? You can't keep up with it. You are the Joneses. It's, it's, it's not their fault, the other Joneses' fault, that y'all are really bad at being able to be good, you know? Like, if you didn't, if you can't take talent from South Florida, that's your problem. You shouldn't need yeah, to you have also some don't random- have to leave. You don't have to like go outside of a car to get to a, a bunch of really good players. Like, yeah, you don't have to take exactly. a flight. You could you you know what you could do? You could take one of those defunct uh scooters uh companies. You know the ones that were like basically of the $10 you were paying, they were like 900 <laughs> $9.40 of it was basically going to debt, right? You could take one of those scooters and just get to the to the high school wherever the player was. You know, like it's just preposterous to me, this idea that like, oh, no, Miami needs a booster to step in and help because they've just really fallen on hard times. Come on, man. That dog don't hunt. You know what I'm saying? And it's just they've been doing that crap for years and they've sucked. I mean, just now we know how much they're paying. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, what I would say. I was like, this stuff was probably already happening. And now at right, least it's like exactly. above board. Yeah. This <laughs> well, guy's probably hope. cut what he's paying in Miami before. Like, I mean, big deal. I, I just like I'm just saying yeah, here we are talking about this little, you know. He's getting more publicity in Miami players. Miami players are going to get five hundred dollars a year. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just thinking of uh, what is Serena's husband's name? Alex. Um, Alexis Ohanian. Yeah, I probably job, botched Herbert. the pronunciation. Nice, nice pull, though. I think that's his name. Yeah. Does it now? What didn't he create? Reddit wasn't he yeah, the, yeah. one of the main? Okay, yeah, he's pretty so pretty wealthy. So so here's the situation where or can he just like get the entire football team, the basketball team, deals with Reddit like? Like, is that really, is you know, we've had an arms race in college sports for a good while when it came to facilities. Is this the next arms race? Are schools and their boosters essentially going to figure out ways to do this? I mean, that's the, that's the big question, you know? We have seen year after year 
boosters be more than willing to pony up millions of dollars to get rid of a coach they don't like, right? And send that dude home to his house so he can count his money and not coach for a couple years or whatever to bring and then bring in a whole new staff. So this is money has never been a problem for these boosters. Now that they can legitimately create companies whose whole entire endeavor is to give money to players, how long until that becomes a norm? I mean, it kind of does feel like the Pandora's box got open a little bit faster than I expected. I mean, like, I kind of thought we'd get a little bit more of, like, you know, try Joe's uh, rib shack, you know? I, f- I felt like we'd get a lot more of that kind of stuff before we got to, like, oh, we're going to pay the entire football team $500 a month. Like, I just feel like that's a, you know, that's a bridge I did not expect to reach on this route this soon. But maybe that's just me. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean... Look, I mean, I don't know what we're seeing now is just it's because there's no rules and everyone, no one knows how it works. But like some of these deals make you know so little sense, right? Um, look, so right now, I just think it's companies trying to get their name out there. Like I like some of the deals you've seen. I think the same company that sponsored Derek King is also doing like an entire women's basketball team. Like they're going to get more pub out of that than they will about Derek King because like there's a difference like if you start equating this to professional players but everyone who's an NBA fan watches LeBron and Steph right doesn't matter where they're from they don't hate you know if they hate people it's just because they're still going to watch them right all the LeBron haters are still going to watch the same feel but college sports are so regional like you know you're going to watch your rivals team to you know athletes to watch them fail but I'm also not going to buy anything they sponsor so it's yeah. So it's going to be a weird dynamic. Like I don't think, it, you know, you're going to have to be like a transcendent star, like a Trevor Lawrence or someone else who's, you know, for for that to be for that guy to be of interest to a national brand, because um, it makes no sense to you know, why, why would a national company tie up money for some kid who plays in the Southeastern Conference who isn't as famous as some other kid? Because that's not going to move the needle for yeah a good part of America. That's why um, I was saying, like, I don't really think this will be as big of like a, a widespread thing because I don't think, I mean, how many players, in, uh, Brad, I think you hit on it. I mean, I think right now anyway, like there aren't a lot of, there's no Trevor Lawrence in college football right now because Trevor Lawrence is somebody who like was anointed for three years, like before he even got to Clemson. Yeah. Um, when Arch Manning gets into college, that'll be like a Trevor. That Lawrence dude is going to make so much money. Yeah, <laughs> that dude is going like, to make. Yeah, I mean, so and much so he'll money. probably he'll probably reap the benefits of that. But like, um, you know, I, I don't know what what a good example would be, but like a big company putting like, like if you're Chipotle, like they they do sponsorships with guys like Chase Young, people that were in or that are in the NFL, right? They did one with Justin Fields. Um, like I can't see them being like, all right, we're gonna like grab like um Brennan Armstrong and this other person and put them into like how does that help them? Like yeah. they're not okay. Let me talk marketable. let me let me toss out an idea. How long until ESPN gets involved in this? Now Oh, I mean I mean I think it, if you go not just ESPN, like every media person's gonna yes. try to like, you know, if yes. you've got if you've got Arch Manning deciding who he's gonna commit. Don't you want to have a two-hour special don't, on the ESPN? Don't you want to? Don't you want to? Yep, exactly. Like this is one of those things that, for my business, you know, for for what Rivals does, like all of a sudden you're like, oh, Rivals could actually pay these kids to do their announcements with Rivals, right? Or it's like, oh, you want me in this Elite Eleven documentary? Like exactly. I'm not doing it for free. Exactly. And if you're ESPN and you pay a bunch of money for rights, 
right? You pay a bunch of money for rights. You, you're probably thinking to yourself, no, no, we get access to the players as is. But isn't there going to be a part of you that doesn't want other media companies that don't like, for example, who owns a contract to the SEC, right? Who, what's to stop Fox Sports from putting one of those kids on? Maybe they can't wear their jersey, but they can have their, they can be on a, they can be in an ad and tell you about, you know what I'm saying? Like there's an interesting sort of um, gamesmanship of this that I'm very curious to see if it, if it rolls out. The other thing I think is, there is a lot more out there in terms of, you know, I mentioned Cameo earlier. So for folks who don't know what Cameo is, it's essentially a, a, a way to basically pay people to, to, to give shout outs, right? Little videos, you know, you can find somebody who like was on your favorite TV show and they can like, you know, wish your brother a happy birthday. Or perhaps podcast. Right? Or perhaps podcast. Um, <laughs> we are not on Cameo at this point. No, we're not. Um, but we, you know, who knows? Life is short. But think about, the opportunities for players beyond just like being, you know, actually pushing, you know, advertising and telling you to, you know, try Bob's uh, rib shack. Right. Why is it always Bob? Everything I do is Bob. Why is it always Bob? Um, but there's a lot more out there, right? Uh, there's apparel, you know, they can wear, right. There's, you know, if you're Apple, right. There's iPhones and AirPods, you know, um, Apple has, has done more. I mean, people might not realize this, but Apple owns Beats by Dre now, and has not actually come out and announced the that they essentially had not come out and announced the the wireless Beats, uh, basically the AirPod version of Beats, and they just gave them to LeBron, and LeBron just wore them one day, and all the people are like, whoa, whoa, what are those? Like, companies are going to start trying to figure out ways to get to have hype, right? But if you're if you're ESPN, and it's March Madness time. And you could bring a Zion Williamson in and do an ad, right? And steal a little bit of thunder. Who's to say that they won't do that? You know what I'm saying? Do you see where I'm going with this? It's like there's a lot more out there than just like the kids making some money. Now you can also, you know, utilize, uh, which kind of brings me to something I wanted to talk about tonight, which is this idea of like, uh, I saw Tate Frazier um, from Fox Sports put this out, the idea of like now that, now that you can have actual jerseys and jersey sales, for players, right? And players can actually make money off of that. There can be some sort of piece of it that they, they get. What would be the jerseys that you would want, right? Um, so I, I think that retroactively it's a little weird because obviously a lot of those people don't play sports anymore. But I'm curious at the time, who is the player or player, you know, what guys, what players would you really have wanted to, like, not just, like, wear the jersey, but have their actual name on it so that you could, like, you know, really wear it. Um, and I'm, I actually have an idea in mind. I think there's a guy that's going to come up multiple times in this conversation. Um, but I'm just curious if you guys have any specific players who at various stages when they were actually in school, you would have thought, no, I want that kid's Jersey and I will pay him whatever it takes for me to have one of those. Dave, let's start with you. You seem, you seem like the one probably most ready to answer this question. (laughs) I'm kind of anti Jersey, but, um, the, uh, yeah, here's the thing. Like most well, of my favorite well, all right. football for the, players. For the purposes like, of right? this question, we yeah. will consider let's jerseys. Let, let, yeah. For okay. the purposes of this question, let's consider jerseys and jersey shirts yeah. uh, comparable. Okay. All right. I mean, so here's my problem, right? I, I'm a Virginia fan. Most of my favorite football players didn't have a name on the back of the jersey to start with. Yeah. So I, I could always get an Anthony Poindexter. <laughs> all I do is go get a three, right? Like Penn State, they're set. <laughs> they can sell whatever they want for a year. Um, you know, take that. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously, 
if those guys had had it. But yeah, Brian Stith would probably be number one on my list. I don't know why it just hit me, but yeah, it'd probably be Stith. Richard Morgan, Ralph Sampson. Guys I saw play with the name on the back of the jersey. Um, football for me, it's weird. Like, you know, Chris Long, um, Matt Schaub, like, yeah, those guys. But, you know, football is weird just because of that no-name thing. What about you, Ferber? What do you think? Yeah, my first two UVA football jerseys were Thomas Jones and Byron Thweet. Um, a six and a 32. On. Yeah, <laughs> and, and neither of those players wore names on the back of those jerseys. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, it didn't really matter. Um, I would say, like, Curtis Staples probably um, when I was a kid. I really liked that jersey too, like with the number font and everything. So that would have been cool. Later on, like, you know, like Sean Singletary or something maybe. Because, like, it was weird when there was just no name on the back of those jerseys because the numbers were kind of small. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, it was that, that would probably be one. I had a Matt Schaub without the name on the back. It didn't really seem to matter to me that much, honestly. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. How, I, I, maybe – I don't know, maybe I zoned out and you guys mentioned it, but I mean, for me, it's Harold Dean. Like I wanted the Harold Dean Jersey and I, I frankly would love or shirt or whatever. Like, I think that was the best that all the jerseys ever looked. And for some reason, man, Harold Dean was just a dude. He was just that dude. Um, yeah, that's for This is similar jersey. No, no, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know sim- similar. I know. And and listen, as a as a Southside Virginia kid, trust me, Brian Stith is is clearly on uh, on the list as well. But Harold Dean is just like the one to me. Like I feel like if I had my druthers, you know, we had the whole conversation weeks and weeks back about like the winning the lottery and what would you do if you were a booster and everything. Um, aside from now paying the players a crap ton of money, about, I guess. Um, I yeah, would, we missed the boat on that. By yeah, like we really weeks. did. Oh. Uh, but I would, I would go back and I would essentially make it so that Virginia wore the Harold Dean jerseys forever. Like (laughs) you want to make some tweaks or whatever, fine. But those are the jerseys. Like they are are like the Indiana pants. They never go anywhere. I think (laughs) I would like to ironically have one of the N one basketball jerseys. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't, until you saw them in person again. (laughs) Well, well with that, if you're going to get an ironic and one basketball Jersey, you have to get like an ironic player. True. Majestic Mount. So like Keith (laughs) Jennifer, Oh yeah, man. that is yeah, that's key irony. Yeah, yeah, or somebody like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember Todd, Todd Billet. Todd Billet was good for like three yeah. weeks. Yeah, and his jersey looked really odd, like on his. It was shoulders. way too big. Yeah, it was he way was too big. Too small. It yeah. was like Keith the opposite. Of, it was like he was like <laughs> Kyle Teal's helmet. You know, like just way too big. Keith um, Friel could. Keith Friel was in the nice jerseys before that. I think. Like, yeah, the ones yeah, that were. I was trying to think what he's there. Yeah, you know, this whole conversation got me Jason Clark, Keith Jennifer. Yeah. yeah, Jason Clark. Jason Clark is a player. So wait, what did you um, say, Dave? You got you going. It kind of got me thinking. Which which school is going to be the first one to have social media handles on the back? That's a great question. Well, well, you, I was UCF more thinking. Already did it for the spring game. Oh yeah, that's Last true. Year. That's right. What? Yeah, because it's not. There's no rule against it. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, think but you know, teams... Penn State's got to be is like sweat. Right? We got to think about doing something. Yeah. Do we think that? Do we think that? What? Like how? Where do you see schools getting involved in this? Because clearly schools are going to be involved in this. They want to be involved in this somehow, even if they can't necessarily really facilitate the deal per se. Um, they want to. They want to make their players, you know, available to deals because it's good. Yeah, because the if school. they don't, it's anti. It's going to be used against them. Yeah, and yeah. they can also recruit in that way and say like, "Hey, look at this deal. This other person signed. This could be you." Just exactly. like UVA would look and be like, "Look at the money our alums make. This could yeah, be you." Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm thinking like how long until schools? Not, I mean, whether it's a social media handle on the jersey, but also 
you know, they really start selling the actual jersey, you know, that the player wears. You know, the actual that's like you know. a licensing thing, though. So, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that has to take. That. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that has to. But I'm just curious, like who, you know, it, it feels like that just feels like a Jordan brand oh. thing. Like those are the like those schools are going to be the ones like yeah, Spencer I could Rattler. totally see. <laughs> I could totally see Carolina, you know, selling a Baycoat jersey. You know what I mean? Like I could totally see that happening. <laughs> a Justin McCoy. <laughs> Um, I just, I don't know, man. The whole thing is just, it's very interesting. It certainly gives us a lot to talk about when we're not actually talking about, you know, the actual sport and what's going yeah. on on the field. I mean, I think my only caution would be like, look, I think it's kind of an ugly start, but I don't know that you could have expected much different since the NCAA kind of kicked the can until they fell off the cliff, essentially. Um, so there is no like, national infrastructure i mean their, their ruling was if your state has a law abide by it if not yeah just figure it out so like the nfhs is complaining because that's the thing like i mean we were talking about the college players but essentially the ncaa said if you're a prospective student athlete the rules for you are the same so like if i'm a guy with five thousand to spend on an athlete and i think i know a kid who's going to be really good in two years if I go throw 5,000 at Spencer Rattler, it's not going to move the needle. But if I go get that kid, you know, that sophomore in high school who's literally has no money in his pocket, but can sign this legit deal. So like, but it's making, it's making, you know, high school coaches are uncomfortable and everything else. And, you know, I think schools are going to be uncomfortable about recruiting that kid. But yeah, I think ultimately, no matter what happens over the next few months, unless it's just blatant, I don't even know what blatant is because the Miami thing's pretty blatant, but there is basically zero chance you're going to get in trouble for anything you sign over the next few months because the black eye from that, like the repercussions in Silverlea would get from that if they decide to strike down a player because he signed a deal when there was really no hard regulation. I just don't see him doing that. So, the only way they could do that is if there were like a lot of like text messages or something on the record where it was like, obvious like hey i'm gonna make you sign this thing for an endorsement wink wink but it's actually so you go to such and such school and like nobody's that dumb like yeah but even then like arizona was that dumb right and they yeah. still haven't really done anything arizona State. <laughs> well you know what's gonna happen though you know the next the next wave of this after we get through the college athletes themselves day's focus on the recruit is interesting because how long until these seven on seven teams get sponsorship deals right where not only is the sponsorship you know, or oh, we're going to make the jersey team. or an AU basketball team, right? These kids, you know, but we're actually going to pay the players, you know, to play on the EYBL. That's absolutely happening. You know, that's totally going to happen. Yeah. Um, Just now, now I, I, I will say this the, the <laughs> idea that, like, that, that, that Nike or Under Armour or whoever could pay a player directly to play, right? So pay to play is going to be an issue. What they'll say is, like, no, no, we pay the players X number of dollars to play in our jerseys on our circuit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like exactly. they'll get around like it that way. If you're Best Buy, it's like we're we're paying the player to wear Best Buy across the jersey, not to play. If that makes yep. sense. Yeah. The fascinating piece too is that like um you know, for all of these a lot of these, you know, you know, major college programs, football, basketball especially, but you know, this this reaches into other sports too. You know, you have been wearing apparel company stuff and receiving free you know, apparel for years. Right. Um, you know, that's why, 
I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure that any Virginia fan that sees half the stuff that the Carolina folks put out, um, you know, the Jordan stuff for football players, you're just like, come on. It's like, that's super transparent. But it's, it's just funny to think that, like, there is another way, there is another, you know, there is another side of this that could evolve. Um, Dave, <laughs> Dave talked about it in the before, but um, I just, I do want to mention it because it's just so ridiculous to me. But, um, the idea that like Carolina uses the fake uh, national championship trophy in all of these things. Like I'm not, listen, I'm not trying Mac Brown's a heck of a dude, a heck of a coach certainly has had a lot of success, had a great team in Texas and such and such. Like it just discuss like the whole thing disgusts me. Like we found, we found Dave. Yeah. Do you write that Tom stamp down? So you go <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we found Dave's hot button right there. We'll have a spot. No, those pictures make me so angry, man. Like what good is he doing the kids selling them all that? BS, like all. Well, like, all right. Look, whatever. It just it just frustrates me to no end. <laughs> and I think it was that picture that set me off. Like, yeah, you know, good. Well, when place. you sent it, I wasn't really sure like what what it like what the context was because sometimes Dave, for the record, for those of you out there who aren't on our text thread, Dave will do this thing where he just like sendeth it like if it's like a tweet with like information, okay. But sometimes it'll just be like an image of something, and I'm like, what am I supposed to be shooting at? You know. Um, so it, Sometimes it's one, the image tells the story. That's true. It's a, t- a thousand words, right? But it's just, it's funny though, because like on the one hand, I understand if I wasn't, if I won a national championship, I want to talk about that national championship to every kid who came in my office, right? But does anybody really think that that football is real? Like, come on, man. Like, that's not, <laughs> like the real one is not in Mac's office. And he's certainly not handing it to children. Like, no. <laughs> Like, no, the real one is somewhere else. Like, that thing is not that. And then, listen, maybe they paid a bunch of money and they got a fake, you know, a fake real one. If you if you catch my drift, right? So it's real, but it's not the actual real one. But, I mean, like, I don't think when, when, a, when a guy wins a national, like, if Nick Saban decided to leave Alabama and, like, go wherever, he doesn't get to take the trophies with him. They might like, they let stay in Alabama. <laughs> and they might let him take one. Well, but no, if but he left Mac Alabama, they'd hate him. one, Texas is one. No, that's you know? true. No, no, that thing is, that thing is somewhere deep Jones in the heart of Texas, it. you know? Yeah. Um, y'all like that? That squeeze deep and in if, the heart of Texas? Yeah, you see that? That was, even, that's that was good. pretty good. It, yeah. Hypothetically, if it was the real one, that meant Texas wanted to get rid of him so badly. They gave him the actual trophy to leave, so they could bring in another coach. <laughs> Maybe that was part so, of his deal. Yeah. Maybe when when he when he when he when he negotiated his buyout, he was like, "No, no, listen, I don't want your money. I want I want the crystal <laughs> want football." The and well, so right. someday when I come back running. to coach, I'm going to use that as a recruiting tactic. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it's no, like I mean, the listen. kid. It's like from 2005. So like the kid who's holding it is like, "Yeah, I was born like the year before that." <laughs> yeah, this my thing is old, as old as I my am. My grandpappy told me stories about Vince Young. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. But no, I mean, listen, I, I think schools are going to do whatever they've got to do to recruit. Okay. Like that's just a long and short of it. And I mean, the Jordan thing for Carolina, you know, there are plenty of schools that, you know, I mean, that talk about kids who they like never coached. Right. Um, like every kid who gets an offer from Marshall has a picture of Randy Moss. Right. How many coaches have been there since then? I mean, that's just sort of the nature of the beast. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like if you're if you're Bronco, you can sell Chris Long and the BYU players that you coached. That's true. I mean, like, I mean, listen, you can talk about Virginia's offensive line history. You know, you can talk about DeBrickashaw and you can talk about Eugene Monroe and you know Morgan Moses and whoever else you want to. Um, but anyway, but they're probably the players probably aren't holding like Broncos Las Vegas Bowl trophy from that's true 2006 um, or whatever. How long? I'm just curious. How long until somebody until Mac Brown like pays a kid to hold the trophy? When, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
there's got to be some segue here. There's got to be some sort of um, intersection between um, all of the all of the crap. I mean, like I will say, of all the schools that I've seen, I mean, kudos to UVA for figuring out a way to bring the saber out because I mean that's a heck of a prop. But of all the props, I mean, Carolina and all the Jordans is a thing. I mean, and I get it. Like it's, I mean, you know, kids like Jordans. Um, anybody who watched Ted Lasso knows. knows you would be like stupid if you weren't using it. Yeah, I mean, right? if you think about it, like okay, on the yeah, reverse side, you're like, no, of course they do. Like you know, like of course. Um, if if UVA like if 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 instead of building JPJ, they were like, no, no, we're just gonna give every kid five grand. You know, like no, no, we're we're just gonna give every kid every every week five grand. Uh, through my new company, you know, but they yeah, kind of, they're subliminally telling the kids who come there for football. If you think you're going to be the biggest dude on campus, no, we're a basketball school. <laughs> Here's <laughs> well, the brand to prove it. I, I think ultimately the kids who get all the free Jordans don't really care about yeah, that. They don't care. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's more like a, you're like almost, yeah. and almost, I think like, um, instead of being slighted by that, I think a lot of people would like feel like they were part of a bigger brand. You know, like it's like I'm part of the Carolina brand or whatever. But yeah, yeah, well, um, yeah. ultimately, I mean, they got to sell what they got to sell because they got to, you know, it's it's got to be tough on the recruiting trail, like working around losing the UVA five times in a row or whatever it is now. Like that's going to win the Scott Stadium eventually, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's that's got to be tough. Um, Maybe that's what they're looking for in that trophy. Yeah, and then it's like, well, I mean, at least we beat them in basketball. It's like, oh, wait, actually, we don't do that anymore either. So, yeah, I mean, we got to just get a fake crystal football. And, and didn't they? You know, hey, wait, didn't they and get them rings belt. last year? Like, didn't the Carolina yeah, players yeah, yeah. get rings? What did? What was the purpose behind the rings? Somebody catch me up. I forget. There was a no. Nah, there was a tech thing with the rings too, like military bolt runner ups or something. I forget what it was. But like Carolina <laughs> that, got that wasn't actually what year. it was, but it was something like that. Then they get rings for basically. Was it for the division because they they would have been the division champion? There was something. There was something, right? Like, yeah. But anyway, my my point is, is it like you know, this is look, this is of all the episodes we've done in the history of the show, this is the most curmudgeonly episode we've ever done because we're basically like you know old people shaking fist at cloud, um, in 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 some ways at least, but, um. Yeah, I mean, I like know, the, the NIL stuff. Just one last thing, like, I think it. I think it's worth talking about, like, how it could like be all over the place and lawless, but ultimately, like, who's the victim? Yeah, well, it's I would, not the I, kids. I think, it's not the kids getting. Yeah, no, paid. that's true. I would say. Oh, the, I, I would guess. argue that it's the kids <laughs> not being paid that are the or that are the victim, right? I, well, Is I that, mean, I guess the victim, I guess in a theory anyway, would be like the competitive balance of the sport, but it's right. a sport already in unbalanced that's so. true and i think those of us who have talked about this understand that this idealistic you know i this idealistic version of what we thought it, or what some people want it to be is just not it's not it's not real right like there no. there absolutely are you know whether the ncaa catches on to them or not there there are teams that pay for players like that that happens 100 that is happening and in recruiting circles you sort of know which team's will drop a bag and which teams won't. Um, and the, the long and short of it is, is that this is a way for kids who otherwise, you know, weren't being paid to be paid. Um, and it's hard, it's hard to get so worked up about that. I just, I do think that there is a, there's a piece of the, you know, that integrity of sport piece, right. That clicks in here. And, you know, if Miami's going to pay 
every dude, you know, X number of dollars, right? I mean, that does kind of shake the, you know, the foundation. But at the same token, Miami was already allowed to do a lot of things for players that other schools, whether they think they're, you know, an also ran or whatever, whether they think they don't have resources, that other schools were, were not going to be able to do, right? You know, whether it's, you know, apparel, whether it's facilities, whether it's, you know, just location. Like, there are aspects of each school and each school situation that afford certain um, amenities, if you will, to players, right? If you're a basketball player at UVA, you get to be in John Paul Jones Arena, which has, you know, massive, you know, brand new weight room. It's got uh, all of your stuff sort of under one roof, and that's a selling point, right? It's the reason why NBA PA loves to have top 100 camp there. Um, but if you go to Clemson, you know, there's a lot with their, you know, their facilities and stuff. And like nobody says, hey, Clemson can't have a slide because Akron doesn't have a slide. You know what I mean? Nobody, nobody says that. So in this context, it's sort of similar, except it does, it really does speak to, um, you know, getting kids to do things that facilities is just not, it's just not the same. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have the same impact. Yeah. But. I mean, I think like, yeah, like if your mom gets sick, you can't cash in on a facility. Exactly. Your mom gets sick. Yeah. You, that slide's great, but it doesn't help you, you know, order her meds, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're at what three, three or know, a week into this almost. Um, so like, there's a lot that we've got to figure out. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but you know, you, every day someone brings up something like I was reading today about, you know, you know, the financial aid, the pale grants and stuff. A lot of these kids depend on, it doesn't take a whole lot to be not eligible for that. So, you know, these players might sign a $2,000 deal, which makes them ineligible for the $2,000 Pell Grant. Um, so it's stuff like that. It's going to come and, you know, you're going to have inevitably, like I think all of us have said at some point, you know, a player is going to screw up and some small company that put all their money in them is going to lose their, lose their shirt. And that's going to make a lot of companies a lot more apprehensive to jump, jump in a deal with a teenager. Um, so it'll be interesting. Like, I think we're just right now we're everything's at its worst. Um, we, I'm sure because we haven't seen, you know, there's just been a very few big deals. Um, there's going to be like an earth shattering deal at some point coming up. Who knows who it is. Um, most likely to be a college basketball player, given the college football player scene right now, but it'll be one that'll make us all go, Oh, but I think ultimately it's going to be, it's it's not going to be as disruptive as it is now. Um, or maybe I'm wrong and it could be an absolute game changer because like, like it's, you know, if you go back to that whole bring back the you thing, Miami has been, that's been their selling here, you know, their pitch for years. And we, we, we joke, but they've been busted multiple times for doing stuff they weren't supposed to do under the table. Um, but what that ultimately comes down to, like if you, if you got a booster who can, if, you know, if they continue to let that happen. You, let's say you got a booster that's willing to pay everyone that comes to Miami or whatever school, even more like $10,000 a year or whatever. Um, and maybe promises them a bigger contract if they become a professional or, or whatever. Um, that's a lot of power in the hands of players and like players win games, but you got to have some pretty good coaching too. And that, that whole, you know, how do you, how do you control a team that is kind of different? Like, you know, which coaches are going to be willing to put up with that? Like, it's going to be, there's going to be so many unseen paths this thing takes. Um, 
but that's just where sports are now. Um, and ultimately, I don't know what it looks like 15 years from now. Like, I mean, I don't have any confidence that the NCAA I grew up with, you know, college football I grew up with is going to look anything resembling what we'll see in 15 years. Yeah. Um, anything else for the good of the order before we wrap up this week, guys? All right. Nope. Could I think that's well, it. Oh, I, I sent you the text with the rings. Just so yeah. You know, see, I saw that on and, the state uh, championship rings. Oh man! Wow. <sighs> Fun times. Good on you. Um, if you are somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. And if you don't mind, you can look us up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, wherever it is that you get your programs. Um, give us a rating and review. Helps to get us out in front of more people, and we appreciate that. Now, if you're somebody who's found the pod, you have not given us a look at a website yet, you can check us out at CapsCorner.com. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. This is that in that middle point between the craziness of June and sort of the live periods for basketball season in July. Um, so we'll have stuff later this week on on some of the targets that UVA is really looking to, to track as the first live period goes into effect. Um, I also caught up with Stevie Bracey, for a story we're going to run soon, um, talking about sort of uh, his... Um, you know, his experience having, you know, been a kid who committed to UVA before, um, you know, before he could actually take his visit and what it was like to be on his visit and, um, you know, how much he actually learned and what it was really like for him. Um, so you can give that a look as well. Um, Ferber's going to be firing up the, um, the film machine here soon and rolling out some preseason stuff. Um, so I'm excited to, to see whatever he's been cooking up over there. Um, so yeah, give us a look at the website. Uh, again, I want to thank uh, Andy Ludicky and the folks at um, MyPerfectFranchise.net. You can check out uh, the link in the podcast app of choice or in the content item for this show um, and check out what they have um, to offer as well. Um, I appreciate their support of the podcast and of the website. All right. Again, thank you to everybody out there for continuing to support the show. Thank you to Dave and Ferber for giving graciously of your time as always. I very much appreciate all that they do. So for David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.